0: Hey there, pilgrims. We've got another trio of startups for y'all on this week's Dose. Here's the breakdown.
1: Yeah, first we cover Medallion, which just announced a $13.7 million Series A led by Dragonfly and Lightspeed Faction. The platform is a dedicated digital hub that allows artists to promote album releases, tour dates, and merch drops, as well as sell digital collectibles and share exclusive content to foster deeper connections with their fans.
0: Next, we have Electra which just raised an electric $330 oh. million dollar Series B led by PGGM and BPI France's Large Ventures Fund as the startup looks to continue building a network of high-speed EV charging stations throughout France and other European countries. And lastly, we'll break down Onera Health, a startup that's providing sleep diagnostic and monitoring technology to help clinicians conduct studies at home. Fresh off their $32 million Series C, co led by EQT Life Sciences and GIMV. Something
1: truly for everyone in this week's dose, so let's get into it.
0: You see, here, kid, you gotta just go for it. Don't think about
1: what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath.
0: This is VenturePill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture.
1: All right. Our first company of this week's dose is Medallion, which just announced $13.7 million in Series A funding led by Dragonfly and Lightspeed Faction. Now, this platform is a dedicated digital hub for promoting album releases, tour dates, and merch drops, as well as selling digital collectibles and sharing exclusive content to foster deeper connections
0: with fans. Awesome for the artists. Awesome for the artist and with their artist centric approach Medallion aims to shake up the music industry, which has been evolving vastly over the last several decades. Of course, we've seen artists be able to distribute music to wide audiences like never before via the streaming platforms and also social media.
1: However, co-founder and CEO Matt Jones believes that the system is not fully optimized for the artists as much as it has been for us fans who have been able to discover new artists like never before. With Medallion, artists own the connection to their fans and can better monetize themselves, their brand, and their music.
0: Right, and the platform is actually built on blockchain, which is cool. It feels like it's been a little while since we discussed blockchain. Yeah but can be customized by the artist, also known as white-labeled, to, again, customize the whole experience for the artist and their fan base. The platform is free to use, but the company takes a percentage of sales made on the platform.
1: Yeah, so today, Medallion is only available to select artists as they look to really test it out and work with engaged fan bases first before expanding to hundreds more artists this year, which is their plan, and eventually opening it up for any artist to use in 2025. The idea here is one we've definitely covered in the past in different contexts, kind of a theme that we've noticed. Honestly, though, with the crypto aspect and and the blockchain craze having simmered down in recent months and really the last year or two, we haven't covered many companies like this as of recent.
0: Yeah, to be honest, the blockchain emphasis here is kind of a breath of fresh air. it's It's been a while. And as you mentioned, we've covered some startups that are content creator centered, as well as other startups that allow artists to monetize their fan base. One company we specifically wanted to highlight here that it reminds us of is FanFix, which is a company that we learned about in an interview with their founders, Harry and Simon, last spring, episode 67, so almost 30, 40 episodes ago, which is crazy. The idea with FanFix being to allow creatives or creators of all kinds to be able to build massive audiences quickly through social media, but a lot of that value with that audience is being captured by the platforms themselves, not the actual artists or creators.
1: Yeah. And companies like this are putting the value back in the creator's hands and allowing them to build and own their brand and audience. So it was cool to draw that comparison between Medallion and FanFix. And there's a lot of other companies with similar goals of just this ownership, right? I think that that connects it back to blockchain and, and allowing ownership to be focused on rather than massive platforms owning all of the value, which, you know, it's a give and a take. Build a large audience and become successful, but ultimately, you're at the mercy of these big social media platforms and the streaming services. It'll be interesting to see how the music industry continues to evolve in the next decade or so. We've seen so much change and mostly change for the good in recent years, but it'll be exciting to see how artists can take that back into their hands.
0: Right. And as content creators ourselves, we love to see this type of startup come to be, right? Hopefully one day they'll allow venture pill on the platform. And in general, the emphasis on the creator economy, I feel like we've been picking up on within the venture capital spaces, is, is really exciting. Could have a big place in the future of investing and in companies to come, really. Absolutely. Okay. And for our second company on this week's dose, we have Electra an EV charging startup that just secured a $330 million Series B led by PGGM and BPI France's large ventures fund, with several existing investors participating in the round, many of which are key players in the infrastructure space. So a lot of strategic partnerships on the cap table. And so Electra is an EV charging company building a vast network of charging stations throughout France and other European countries.
1: Ah, oui, oui, France. (laughs) (laughs) Currently, the company has 172 active charging stations with several what they call charging points per station and is in the process of rolling out another 105 here soon. Those 172 charging stations account for nearly a thousand charging points, usually found in supermarket parking lots or in front of hotels or even in highway rest areas. The company has also partnered with Toulouse's airport to build some charging stations
0: there as well. Yeah, and this is a pretty popular sector. We've covered a lot of companies in the past in this EV charging space, uh, most notably, possibly Terawatt, which we mm-hmm. gave a shout out and won the prestigious Biggest Round Ever oh, Award yeah. in Venture Pill wow. history. Just a couple episodes ago, they had a $1 billion Series A. But yeah, this is a growing space, a lot of competition. And so we want to focus in on the differentiator that Electra is offering here. And so what makes Electra stand out from the other EV charging networks is that it focuses exclusively on fast charging stations. Additionally, they developed their own software stack in-house so that the company's app works seamlessly with the company's charging stations. Sounds like vertical integration,
1: if I do say so myself. (laughs) Yeah,
0: the software stack
1: with the app unlocks some interesting features. Electra knows the status of its charging stations in real time, so customers can know for sure that there's an available spot when they're driving towards a charging station. Also, customers can reserve a charging point in advance if there are only a handful of spots available. Pretty smart.
0: Yeah, and I'm visualizing I admittedly haven't downloaded the Electra app but I'm visualizing like B-Cycle back in the day or even Bird Scooter, which mm-hmm. isn't doing too hot. But the general vis- visualization of you open the app and you see how many scooters are around you. If they're available, you can reserve them from you know down the block. Mm-hmm. So being able to do that with needing to charge your cars is an awesome differentiator and ability that they've enabled with their app here. Definitely. And so we wanted to take a second just to talk about the pricing model for this company. I just was pretty naturally curious about this. So Electra charges 39 euro cents per kilowatt hour up to 52 euro cents per kilowatt hour in France, depending on the charging speed that you request. So intuitively, you know, if you need the really high speed stuff, you're paying 52 cents per kilowatt hour. This dose was a fun one because it forced us to learn some new terminology, one of them being the kilowatt hour. Basically, one kilowatt hour is the quantity of energy consumed by a 1,000 watt electric appliance in one hour. So for our science nerds out there, that one's for you, a little nugget.
1: I guess, you know, this is Venture Pill 102, so we are getting into some more advanced topics here uh, by the <laughs> professor.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we're progressing along the curriculum nicely, moving right along.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And a little bit more on the competition. You mentioned Terawatt Infrastructure. Obviously, the $1 billion Series A, super notable. We wanted to mention a couple others. Ionity, another European EV charging startup based in Germany that raised a 700 million euro round a couple of years ago. And EV Passport. A North American company that recently raised 200 million, which seems like chump change compared to those (laughs) others.
0: Yeah, I wanted to take a second just to remember that with Terawatt Infrastructure, they're working on EV charging for commercial fleets. So, like electric trucking, a little bit different than EV (laughs) charging for like that we have with Ionity and we're covering here with Electra. But still, all of these massive rounds just underscore the rising need and popularity of these kinds of startups within the venture capital landscape. And so we wanted to end this segment with a quick discussion on kind of the dynamics of this round. Building an EV charging network is expensive, right? You think of the infrastructure, real estate that comes along with developing that. Usually a startup with huge capital requirements will try to secure a credit line, debt financing to accomplish the project. But- Evidently, these VC funds were keen on obtaining a financial stake in these companies. Again, a lot of them had strategic infrastructural components to their funds. So there was some kind of partnerships going along with the funding, but... I think just really highlights that people are you know, fighting to get into these rounds and it's bumping the round and valuations up and better for electric vehicles and the environment at large. And mm-hmm. lastly, with this fresh funding, Electra is hoping to roll out 15,000 charging points across 2,200 stations by 2030. So some ambitious growth plans in the next five, six years. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I wonder if they're going to just stick to their region in, in Europe Or if the U.S. is too saturated, it'll be interesting to see how Electra grows and how Terawatt grows and the other players in the space. Mm -hmm. And if it is a rising tides lifts all boats. You know, thinking back to the quick uh, side note here, (laughs) rising tides lifts all boats. That should have been something in the award show.
0: Yeah, that feels like a miss by the committee. We'll have to have a word with them because <laughs> that was not us. But I agree. Um, keep it in yeah. mind for the 200th episode awards show. But good sidebar. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as you said there, how this EV charging space plays out will be interesting and certainly something we're keeping tabs on. Candidly, there have been other startups in this space to avoid listener fatigue and even podfather fatigue to it. We've been trying to balance how often we cover them. But Given the size of this round and it's operating in France and Europe, we figured it was worth highlighting, but excited to see how this all shakes out because there's a lot, a lot of money going into the space. Okay. Wrapping up this week's dose, we have Onera Health, which is a startup providing sleep diagnostic and monitoring technology to help clinicians conduct studies. Fresh off a $32 million Series C co-led by EQT Life Sciences and GIMV, maybe it's GIMV, with participation from Innovation Industries, Invest in L, 15th Rock and more, big cap table. So to set the scene here, kind of big picture step back, according to the National Library of Medicine, poor sleep impacts the US economy alone to the tune of $400 billion. And that's due to factors such as absenteeism, which is the practice of regularly staying away from work or school without good reason, and sleep-related presenteeism, which is akin to working while sick. And the textbook definition is the act of employees continuing to work as a performative measure despite having reduced productivity levels. And hey, hand up, we've all been there. You know what we're talking about. But just between those two, absenteeism and sleep-related presenteeism, that's impacting the economy by about $400 billion.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Let alone other financial
1: burdens lack of sleep can have on the overall healthcare economy. There are several sleep tracking aids, obviously, in the market already. We're familiar with a lot, you and I being interested in the health and wellness tech space. But Onera differentiates itself as more of a clinical grade solution, having secured regulation clearance from the FDA in the United
0: States. Yeah. You know, we we love to shout out when a company gets clearance from the FDA, and that is a big accomplishment for Onera to have achieved. Digging in a little deeper on the company... So they were founded out of the Netherlands in 2017, and they provide end-to-end polysomnography as a service, PASS, <laughs> oh, yeah. allowing healthcare professionals to conduct a sleep study directly in the patient's home or in a lab if required. Definitely the first polysomnography as a service company we've ever covered. <laughs> uh, exciting stuff. We continue to find new things in this wild world of venture capital, but Last piece of educational content here for those who don't know, we sure didn't before this. Polysomnography is a multi-parameter study of sleep and a diagnostic tool used in sleep medicine. You truly learn something new every day. And
1: (laughs) I love that word. Pass. (laughs) Polysomnography as
0: a service. Love it. (laughs) The next up and coming market in VC. David Sachs is going to love the metrics behind pass startups. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's going to be hard to pass on pass.
0: Nice. <laughs> Anyways,
1: a little bit more on how it works. The clinician orders a polysomnography or PSG study via Onera, which ships the necessary sensors directly to the patient, who then connects the sensors as instructed. And the patient then returns all the hardware back to Onera, which processes the data in its own cloud and produces a report for the clinician
0: to assess. Fascinating stuff. You and I are, at least speaking for myself, I love learning about sleep tech and all these companies mm-hmm. innovating new things. We've covered dream tech, right? That was one of our favorite startups ever. Yeah. This is always one of those that whether we're doing an episode or not, I'm going to read more about just to see what's what's changing in the world of sleep with all the rises in technology and science. Absolutely. Um,
1: I have to say, like we're supposed to spend or we do spend a third of our lives sleeping. Mm-hmm. Not to say that a third of capital should go towards it, but it doesn't earn enough investment or attention as it should. We're seeing it continue to gain momentum, more companies Mm -hmm. focusing on it, it, becoming more mainstream to focus on sleep as a core pillar of health. And when you put in that term, I just think it puts it in perspective. A third of our lives, eight hours a night, right? Sleeping, it's super important.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's well said. And I, I agree. I think with the rise of wearables and general science behind the importance of sleep, we will continue to see this influx of capital into the sleep venture capital cross section. As a final note on this breakdown of Onera Health, with the fresh $32 million in capital, the company plans to expedite regulatory clearances for a second generation PSG system in both the United States and Europe. So it looks like they will be continuing to develop their pass offering and evidently mm-hmm. it's here to stay.
1: Yeah, I love the pass offering and would be curious to see if I would ever come across this when I'm visiting a doctor and would love to learn a little bit more on a higher level than the consumer wearables and just see what mm-hmm. the difference is. Like if it's that much of a difference in terms of the level of data, the insights that you get working with a clinician, obviously, it sounds really cool. And I hope to try it soon. I think I could speak for you
0: in wanting the same. Definitely. And don't sleep on sleep tech. I think we're we're Mm -mm. highlighting a trend here that is on the rise. So another sector within VC that you and I will have our eyes on. But our eyes closed. (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) wrapping up this
1: week's Dose. Uh, Wanted to thank the Pilgrims for sticking with us. Another episode. We appreciate you all. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of Startups and Venture Capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only... Bumps my music when she's lonely. my I don't know how to do differently. Than...
0: The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein by the hosts and their guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast should not be construed as reflecting the views or implied endorsement of Independent Brokered Solutions LLC or any of its officers, employees, or agents. The statements made herein should not be considered an investment opinion, advice, or recommendation regarding securities of any company. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy a security.